In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Do you have any idea how much the world around us needs what we have as a Christian community? It may seem like a bold and arrogant question, and yet I believe that the world needs exactly the essence of what we seek to embody. The world desperately needs you and me, not unlike the old recruitment posters with Uncle Sam pointing a finger outward saying, the world needs you, you have the gifts we need. Paul writes to a group of hugely diverse peoples and calls them powerfully to do mighty things together. We just heard, I beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling of which you have been called with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing one another with love, making every effort to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Think for a moment how the world would be different if all focused on those words of Paul. These are behaviors desperately needed in our society today. There are gifts that you and I learn and develop as Christian community together. They're words that you and I need to proclaim to the world around us. I beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing one another in love, making every effort to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Paul presents a radically new kind of behavior for the people of Ephesus. He gives a window into this new kind of life in Christ, a life that brings differing peoples together into a new unified community. It's a community that knows no barriers of race or class or gender. There is one body and one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all. We all know those words as we proclaim and celebrate a baptism and welcome a new Christian into the God's fold, and specifically into the St. Matthew's community of faith. Unity is not something that we as Christians have shoved down our throats. It's rather something that we choose to do, and, and it is hard work that we choose to do. It's at the heart of who we are as community as we build up the body of Christ. Unity doesn't mean that we lose our individual identity. Rather, it celebrates the unique gifts that we each bring into the community. It celebrates the generosity of God in the giving of those individual gifts to each one of us. Within our unity is incredible diversity laced together with the peace and love about which Paul writes. Before COVID, we as clergy used to gather for an annual clergy conference. And this year was a clergy camp day at Camp Washington and it was really wonderful, just one day and a time for us just to be together and to uh, enjoy each other's company. We did it outside safely I rejoice in those times when we come together as community because we often don't see each other. Normally these events include times to learn together, 
a number of years ago that we were invited to read an engaging book called The Price of Civilization, Reawakening American Virtue and Prosperity by Jeffrey Sachs. No relation to Bill Sachs. Sachs is an economist who is concerned about the deterioration of America's economy and America's morals. For him, the rich and powerful lack respect, honesty, and compassion toward the rest of society. Without restoring social responsibility, he believes we cannot rediscover a meaningful and sustained economy. He says in his book, we need to be ready to pay the price of civilization through multiple acts of good citizenship, bearing our fair share of taxes, educating ourselves deeply about society's needs, bearing our, uh, acting as vigilant stewards for future generations, and remembering that compassion is the glue that holds society together. Sachs is a Jew, and he appears to have a love or a conversion experience with Buddhism. One of his chapters is entitled The Mindful Society. As a solution to the economic crisis, he suggests that individuals move along a path towards well-being with eight dimensions of life. Mindfulness is crucial in his solution. Mindfulness of self, mindfulness of work, mindfulness of knowledge, mindfulness of others, mindfulness of nature, mindfulness of the future, mindfulness of politics, and mindfulness of the world. He thoroughly and clearly presents the challenges we face in the past several decades that have led up to our economic crisis. It's a book worthy of reading to understand why we are where we are and to think about how we might move to a place of restoration and wholeness. Sachs quips, we have become like the rats that press a lever for instant pleasure, courting exhaustion and ultimately starvation. We have created a kind of mass addiction to consumerism, relentless advertising, insidious lobbying and national politics gutted of serious public deliberation. It's interesting to think about in the times we now live in, this post-pandemic time, what, wonder what he would be saying about that. I remember that book where I could hear aspects of our baptismal covenant jumping out from the pages of suggested solutions. Sex stayed away from religion and the power that people of faith might have, and yet it occurred to me that we have a force that can make a difference in the world. Sachs has a passion around the Millennium Development Goals and has focused much of his work on a movement from the free market to the social good of the mixed economy, the good of the whole versus the good of a few and powerful. Sachs calls people to be good to themselves and our long-term happiness to read more, to depend less on the media telling us the state of our world. He calls us to be well-informed citizens, to keep abreast of science and technology, specifically on things like climate change, energy systems, disease control, the support of what he calls the shared public actions needed to help secure our future. 
Don't forget the poor all around us, in our town, in our neighborhoods, and in the global world. Our own safety and peace at heart depend on our acts of compassion and our interconnection with those in need. You challenged me to think differently about, about a number of things and to be more mindful of my responsibility in our society. You opened a secular world in a new way that collides with Christian community, a way that crystallizes the importance of working together to make a difference. So books can challenge us in lots of ways and remind us of the words of Holy Scripture. And there are also many ways that music and art bring us to a deeper understanding of the words of Holy Scripture, particularly around the notion of unity, the same unity that those Ephesians were being taught. And I think that extends also to interfaith matters. Hartford Seminary, Greater Hartford's Mandel Jewish Community Center, the Episcopal Diocese in Connecticut, and J.P. Webster Library at First Church in West Hartford are coming together jointly to sponsor a, an event called Abraham Out of One Many. Abraham Out of One Many. It's a timely artistic exploration on living harmoniously inspired by Abraham, the common ancestor of three celebrated contemporary Middle Eastern artists from Muslim, Christian, and Jewish traditions. The organization is called Caravan, an internal peace-building arts nonprofit that will bring this peace-building exhibition as an artistic response to the recent rise of anti-Semitism and increasing anti-Muslim sentiment and to the general climate of growing prejudice and stereotyping, which is resulting in a new type of tribalism in the West. The exhibition involves three celebrated Middle Eastern contemporary artists from Christian, Muslim, and Jewish traditions. Each artist has created paintings that focus on specific themes from Abraham's life that guide our world today in living harmoniously interpreting these themes for our contemporary context. Abraham, out of one many, is curated by the president CEO of Caravan, the Reverend Paul Gordon Chandler, and the newly appointed senior Anglican priest in Qatar in the Gulf region of the Middle East. Beyond the Christian community, we can make a difference through the arts and through words. So go back to Paul's words. I beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing one another in love. The themes of unity and truth and love and peace continue through the letter of the Ephesians. And toward the end of that same book, Paul writes, as shoes for your feet, Put on whatever will make you ready to proclaim the gospel of peace. These gifts that you and I can offer the world around us by virtue of our being in Christian community. Together we learn how to live in community, a community that is united in love and peace. The wider world around us is also a community, 
a community that needs us. It's a community in which we can make a difference as good citizens and vibrant stewards of our economy and through our shared expression of the arts. We have the compassion and humility and gentleness and patience bearing one another in love to offer. Our work together is about restoring and mending brokenness. So I say, let's take that to the world. Let us pray with adapted words of theologian Reinhold Niebuhr. O oh God, you have bound us together in this bundle of life. Give us grace to understand how our lives depend upon the courage, the industry, the honesty, and the integrity of our fellow human beings. That we may be mindful of their needs, grateful for their faithfulness, and faithful in our responsibilities to them, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.